The Word of God is amazing, life-changing, and it is for every single one of us. But I want to ask you tonight to think about where you're at. Where are, your, where are you at? Look at your path, the path that you're on today. What's going on around you? Are you trying to find your way through challenges, maybe through a season of darkness in your life? You know, sometimes I think that we don't realize that the little challenges, the little things that we deal with in daily life, even the busyness of life, can make our path a little bit dim. They can be like all the, the dirt and the leaves and the sticks that cover up our path and make it difficult to see our path. Sometimes we need to just stop and recognize, wait a minute, where am I? What path am I on? Where am I going? Maybe you could relate to some of the things in that video that we saw. Maybe you feel like you are drowning in a sea of confusion with questions and decisions raging all around you. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to navigate some challenges in a marriage. Maybe you're trying to figure out what to do with challenges in a relationship with a child or in other family relationships, or other family scenarios, or friendships that are having a bit of a hard time. You're confused, trying to figure out, what do I do with this situation? Maybe you're dealing with decisions at work, decisions about a job, decisions you have to make about school, or about a move, or all different things that we face and deal with, all the different decisions that we make. Maybe there's a sea of confusion swimming around you. Or maybe you're here and, and there's chaos swimming around you. Anybody ever felt like you're swimming in a sea of chaos? With just challenges and, and hectic schedule and responsibilities all over the place, maybe it's all the responsibilities you're trying to carry at school. Maybe it's all the responsibilities you're carrying at work and at home. Maybe there's a bad doctor's report. Maybe there's financial challenges. Maybe you just feel so overloaded, like you're just trying to juggle all these balls and they're dropping. And you're looking around you and feeling like you're not doing the best job with it and they're dropping all around you. Anybody ever been there? Or maybe you've got stuff going on on the inside. And you smile and, and act like everything's great, but you know on the inside you're dealing with some difficult things, with some discouragement or fear or pain from hurt or anxiety or shame. I want you to know tonight, ladies, that you have a loving, heavenly Father who sees you right where you're at. He sees you on the path you're on, and he cares about you. He loves you, and he is extending his hand to you to lead you out of darkness, to shine his light on your path, to lead you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. 
That's where he wants us to live. You know, in John 16, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. He overcame so that we can overcome, so that we can live victorious lives rather than living as victims of our circumstances. That's not how he wants us to live. He wants us to live overcoming victorious lives. And then in John 10.10, it says that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He wants us to have abundant life. But this thief, this thief that he's talking about is the author of darkness in this world, a very real enemy who wants to keep us from that abundant life that God has for us. But Jesus is saying, sure, tribulation, challenges, difficult things, they're gonna happen in life, but take my hand. Let me light your path and lead you out of darkness. He's just saying, let me, through my word, bring clarity and answers into your life. Bring wisdom and guidance and bring freedom and triumph into your life. That's what the word will do. So now that I've had you stop and think where you're at, what you're dealing with in your life today, now I want you to know that no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life, the Word of God has answers for you. No matter what it is, the Word of God is full of your answers for every situation. And tonight, I want us to recognize a few things about the Word because the Word is not just ink on paper. It is far more than that. And the first thing that I want us to really recognize, and maybe for many of you, you're like, yeah, I know this, but let's let it ring afresh and anew in our hearts. I want us to be reminded tonight of how incredibly powerful the Word of God is. It is so powerful. In John 1.1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow. Jesus and the Word are one. There is no separating them. All that Jesus is, the fullness of God himself, is revealed to us through the word. It's his nature. It's his character. It's his heart, his wisdom, his promises, his power, his purposes are all revealed through his word. If we want to know Jesus, we just need to be in the word and we will know Jesus because Jesus and the Word are one. The Word is Jesus in written form. And then in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Now maybe you've heard that verse before. Maybe that's a familiar verse to you. But let's just take a minute and talk about what that really means to each of us. It says that it's like a two-edged sword, sharper than a two-edged sword. 
and it divides soul and spirit and discerns our thoughts and the intents of our heart. So that means that maybe some of you had a rough day at work today, or maybe some of you had a difficult day at school or a rough day with a family member today. And maybe on the drive over here, you're even thinking, tomorrow, tomorrow I am just gonna let him have it. Tomorrow I'm just gonna tell him, da 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 da. I am gonna let him have it. Anybody ever had thoughts like that? Because you know, this is a place that we're real, okay? We don't all sit with our pretty little smiles and pretend to be perfect because nobody is perfect. So maybe you had a little situation and you just wanna let somebody have it. You know what happens when we open the word? We have this thing going on in us, I'm gonna let him have it. And then we open the word and we find out how God would want us to respond. We find out what his nature is, how he wants us to love our enemies. Ooh, and then all of a sudden, it divides between soul and spirit, and it discerns the intents of our heart, and we automatically see, oh, mm, I guess that's soul, I guess that's just my flesh, guess that's not really God, okay, this, is what you want me to do, God. And when we read that, you know what it does? It is like that light beam shining on our path, showing us the next step to take. His word lights our path and guides us. You know, maybe you've got a bad attitude about something. Maybe you don't wanna tell anybody off, but you just have a bad attitude about something. <laughs> or maybe you've been holding on to some unforgiveness. There's just stuff going on on the inside. We open the word and we see what God says. We see what he wants us to think on. He, we see what he wants our attitudes and our thoughts to be. We see that he wants us to forgive, that he forgived us and he asks us to forgive. And all of a sudden, it divides soul and the spirit and we see, oh, that's me, that's my flesh. But this is what God's saying, and that light beam shines on our path and causes us to see God's leading and guiding and the direction he wants us to go in. Make sense? But the first part of that verse I want us to talk about for just a moment, because it starts out saying, the word of God is living and powerful. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to get my little human brain around the fact that the word of God, uh, a book, is living, that it's alive. Has anybody ever had a hard time getting your human brain around that? Now in my thinking and my processing, I can't get my brain around that, but I know from experience that it is true. I can't tell you how many times I have opened the word of God and it has just breathed life into me. I remember one time very vividly, very specifically, I was going through a really difficult challenge, really discouraged, having just an extremely hard time and I remember vividly sitting on my bed and I was so down and discouraged, I didn't even wanna open my Bible but I knew I needed to. 
I knew that's what I needed to do. And so I opened to the Psalms and I started reading Psalms where David is just pouring out his heart of praise to God, worshiping God, pouring out his love and adoration to his king and just telling God how amazing he is and how wonderful he is and just declaring praise to God. And as I read Psalm after Psalm and I just kept reading them, something happened and I could no longer stay on that bed. The next thing I knew, I was on the floor, I was jumping, my hands were raised, and I was shouting praise to God. The word is alive, and it just breathed life into me. And the darkness of that discouragement and everything I was dealing with was gone. The situation may still have been there, but what was going on on the inside of me was different because the word is alive. It is powerful. I don't know how many times I've been just busy around the house, just a little overwhelmed, so many things to take care of. We're women, you, you can relate to that, right? And doing all these things and just starting to feel a little stressed and just put on the audio Bible app and just let the word just play in the house because it's living, it's powerful. And it is amazing how the atmosphere changes. There is something about the word of God. It, I can't get my human thinking around it, around the fact that it is alive, but I can tell you from experience that it is alive and powerful. Sometimes the enemy, no, I'd say all the time the enemy, wants to keep us from getting into the word. Keep us busy, keep us distracted. But ladies, if we just open it up, it is life to us. There is incredible supernatural power in the word of God. The second thing I want us to see is what that power will accomplish. What the word, the power of the word will accomplish in our lives if we allow it to. You know, there are so many scriptures that tell us what the word of God will do in us if we let it. And I wanna share some of those things with you, and there's so many, and I can't even begin to touch on all of them tonight. I'm not gonna take time to share the reference with you, but I wanna share with you so many of the things that the word of God will do in our lives if we let it. And as I read through these things, I want you to think about whether or not you've ever experienced the word accomplishing these things in your life. And if you have experienced the word accomplishing these things in your life, it's okay. We're among friends. You can just let me know as we go through this, all right? It says that the word of God washes and cleanses us. It gives us good judgment and right perspective. It revives and strengthens us. Anybody gotten strength from the word? It counsels us. It leads us in ways of protection. It gives us hope and continually renews our hope. It awakens and strengthens our faith. 
It gives us comfort and consolation. It brings soundness and wholeness to our lives. It causes us to walk in freedom and victory. It brings great peace regardless of circumstances, that peace that passes all natural understanding. Anybody ever experienced that peace before? Do you know the word says that it prevents us from getting offended? It prevents us from stumbling. It keeps us from walking into the enemy's traps. It distracts us, sorry, it, <laughs> it directs us away from sin. It teaches and instructs us. It brings answers and wisdom. It brings understanding and knowledge. It brings direction for our steps. It teaches us what should come out of our mouth, what to say and what not to say. Anybody ever need a little help with that? It brings praise to our mouth. It reveals God's promises to us. The word of God transforms us. It restores our soul. It brings wholeness to our hearts, peace to our minds, health to all our flesh. The power of God unto salvation. That's what the word is. It tells us it is the power of God unto salvation, helping us walk out our relationship with God. It is a place of refuge. It brings God's presence into our lives. It reveals God's love for us. It reveals our worth and value. It brings joy into our heart that is not determined by any circumstance. Supernatural joy. It reveals and leads us into our purpose. The word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Everything we need can be found in the word. God wants to accomplish so much in our lives through his word. And if we're going to be women who continually grow in him, continually mature in him, if we're going to be women who live the lives he created us to live, it will not happen without the word of God. But the third thing I want us to recognize tonight is that it's up to us. Because if there's a lamp in a dark room, does it automatically light up the room? Nope. It's got to be turned on. Right? And it's the same with the word. Just because there's a Bible in your house, just because there's a Bible app, on your phone or your iPad or your tablet. It doesn't automatically bring light into our lives until we open it up and read it and open our heart to embrace and absorb it. You know, we can learn from David. He clung to the word. He clung to the word in the midst of the darkest times of his life. He was so often in dark times in our life in challenges. We just want to crawl in a hole. We want to give up. That's when we need especially to get into the word. You know, David, he loved the word. I want you to listen to these statements that he makes about his connection with the word in the Psalms. Just a few of his statements. He says, I meditate on your word day and night. 
With my mouth, I declare your word. I delight in your word. I rejoice in your word. My heart breaks with longing for your word. At midnight, I rise to give thanks for your word. I won't forget your word. I make your words my songs. Nothing will get me to lack interest in or turn from your word. Those are all statements of David scattered throughout the Psalms. The word held the utmost priority in his life. And I think it's good to ask ourselves, for all of us to ask ourselves, where does the word fall on my priority list? Where does the word fall on our priority list? As long as we are alive, and as long as we have responsibilities calling out at us, I think this is something that all of us can continually grow in. Hey, I know what it's like to have a really full schedule, to have a lot of responsibilities, to have a very, very hectic schedule, hectic life, and to some days need to be out of the house at the crack of dawn and hit the ground running and not get home until it's time to fall into bed. And sometimes it's hard to squeeze in the word, to make time for the word. But you know what? When I miss a day in the word, I notice it. And I find myself feeling empty and just feeling not right on the inside, just empty and, and kind of grouchy. And then I stop to realize, oh, wait a minute. I wasn't in the Word. If we're going to let the Word transform us, we have to get into the Word. It won't just happen automatically. And in this season of Chick Connection, ladies, we are going to grow in the Word. His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. That is our theme because our focus is on the Word. We are going to dig into God's Word. We are going to study books of the Bible. At the end of the season of Chick Connection, we will be able to say, I've got a really good handle on several books of the Bible. Not just head knowledge, but personal application, how to apply those things to our everyday lives. Because the word is relevant, it is applicable, and it is powerful, and we need it. So in this season, we're going to embark on that journey and that adventure of growing in God's word. And, well, first of all, let me just ask, how many of you think you might need to grow in the word a little bit? We're going to do it together. So in this season, we are providing more tools to help women grow in the word. Help us 
us, make the word more of a priority. And so we're gonna study several books of the Bible, like I said, we are gonna start with the book of James. Next week we'll be launching into the book of James. We're gonna start there because the book of James is so incredibly practical. There is no sugar coating. It says it like it is, and I just kinda happen to like that. And so we're gonna start there. We're gonna have daily devotionals that will go along with the teaching. So each week we'll be teaching the next chapter in the book of James, and throughout the week we'll be doing daily devotionals studying through that chapter that week. The devotionals are optional, but if we want to grow in the word, the tools are there to do it. We're adding more Monday nights this season. We're adding more women's small groups this season. Especially for those of you who are not able to come on Tuesday mornings. We've got small groups happening now, different frequencies, different evenings of the month so that you can get together, talk about the message that week. You can watch the podcast and listen to the podcast. You can do the devotions. You can get together and talk about it and grow together. We wanna put tools in women's hands. God bless you. <laughs> We wanna put tools in your hands so that we can all grow in the word together. If we are gonna live the lives God created us to live, it is impossible to do it without the word being priority in our lives. But it is up to us, each and every one of us. But not only is it up to us, we need to recognize that it's not all about us. The light of his word is never just for us. He wants us to be a carrier of his light to others. And do you know being a carrier of his light does not mean just being a good, nice, helpful, friendly person? No, it is far more than that. It is about bringing the love and the nature and the goodness and the power of God to others that will ultimately lead them to him. Do others in your world see the light of God within you? You know that person you were thinking about telling off at work tomorrow? <laughs> Let them see the light of God within you instead. Do others in your home, in your workplace, at school, in your neighborhoods, do they see the light of God within you, his nature, his goodness, his love? We are all called to be light in darkness. And you know what? Some days that's a little easier than others. Have you ever noticed that? Some days, it's so easy to be light. Yes, people see light in my life. Thank you, Jesus. And then other days, I run like a chicken with my head cut off. I plop down in the bed at night and think, oh, oh I don't know. Did anybody see Jesus in me today? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> anybody been there? Yes. We can all grow 
in letting the light of God be seen in us more. I know I can, how about you? All right, ladies, we are called to be light in darkness. And one really good way that we could grow in that, one really good way that we could expand in being light in darkness is for each of us to think of somebody in our world, in our circle of influence, who is going through a little bit of darkness right now. Can you think of anybody facing some challenges? Somebody at school, somebody at work, a neighbor, a family member? What if there's someone else in your world that you invited to come on this study with you, invited on the journey with you of digging deeper into God's word? Wow, would that let his light shine in their darkness? You might be sitting there going, oh, that's really out of my comfort zone. Yeah, no, I could never do that. Our lives only expand when we're willing to step out of our comfort zone. We experience more of God when we're willing to step out of our comfort zone. Maybe you have a coworker that comes to mind that's dealing with some stuff now. What if you said to her, hey, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do this, this Bible study at church. We're going to go through the book of James, and I'd just love to do it with you. Would you be interested? What's the worst thing that could happen? They say no. Ask somebody else. <laughs> but I bet you, more times than not, they'd say, yeah, I'll do that. Maybe it's a coworker, and you just meet once a, month, once a week at lunch, and you talk about the devotions. She receives the devotions email, or you get them, and you give them to her, or you, you tell her to watch the podcast, and then you just talk about it. The tools are in your hand. But let's bring someone else along. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a family member who's going through a hard time. Maybe you've got some sisters or aunts or nieces or cousins, even that are out of the area, even out of state. Do you know they can do it with you? They can listen to the podcast. They can subscribe to the devotions by email. You can touch base once a week on the phone or or text each day about, hey, this stood out to me in the devotion. What stood out to you? But I just believe that God, the Spirit of God, is asking us to step in a little further to him, to step into his word a little further, but not just on our own, to bring someone with us. It's not just something that I'm just throwing out there as an idea, take it or leave it, which, I mean, you can still take it or leave it, but, <laughs> but honestly, that has been stirring in my heart for weeks, and I really believe it is the Spirit of God challenging us to step out of our comfort zones, to reach out to somebody who's dealing with a bit of darkness in their life, and ask them to come on the journey with us. Let God speak to you. Let him nudge your heart and show you who you might reach out to. How many of you want to experience something more, something new, something fresh in God? Do you? 
We should always want that. But you know what? I believe that if we want to experience something more, something new, something fresh in God, then we need to be willing to do something more, something new, something fresh in God. And tonight, I believe that as we just give an introduction to this season, I believe that the Holy Spirit is just stirring our hearts with a fresh awareness of the power of his word. And he's stirring in us a greater hunger for his word. But I also believe that he's presenting us with an opportunity. In fact, I'll go so far as to call it a divine challenge. I believe the Spirit of God is setting before us tonight a divine challenge, calling us to be women who will rise up and take a new step to go forward, to press into God's word even more, to do something new, to allow God to illuminate our path more than ever before. So what is it he's speaking to you? Maybe you're here and, and even just attending a Bible study or being under teaching of the Word of God is new to you. And maybe you just say, I'm just going to take that step just to come, just to come when I can be there and just to be under the teaching and to get the teaching whenever I can be there. Awesome. If that's the next step for you, fantastic. If you say, well, I can't be there very much, but I'm going to listen to the podcast and I'm going to get myself positioned where I am hearing the teaching of the word regularly. Fantastic. Maybe for you, it's that next step of saying, well, I'm there, but I'm going to take that next step and do those daily devotionals. They take 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, five days a week to get us into the word every day. Did you know statistics say that the majority of Christians don't even open their Bibles? Ladies, we got to get in the word. So maybe for you, it's that next step of saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. Ten minutes a day, I can do that. I'm going to do those devotions. Maybe for you, it's joining a small group with other women where you can talk about what you're studying and really grow together and have accountability together. Or maybe for you, it's inviting that friend to come on the journey with you. You know, I think sometimes we can sit back and say, well, I don't know, I've done Bible studies and that's not quite how, how I've done it and I just want my thing because that's what I know. You know what? If we want something new from God, we gotta be willing to do something new. And I think one of the most significant things that we can do is to bring someone else along with us. That means we press into God more and we allow someone else to benefit from the process and let God shine his light in their lives as well. What is it God's speaking to you tonight? Is he stirring your heart with a greater hunger for his word? Is he stirring your heart to hook up with Chick Connection in Bible studies as we start studying through books of the Bible? We'll start with James and then we'll do others. Is he nudging your heart to do that, to keep up with the teachings, whether it's here or through the podcast? What is it he's nudging your heart to do? 
How many of you, you all raised your hands saying you want something new, but how many of you would say, I'm ready to do something new. I'm ready to take one step to press into God more in this season. Anybody willing to take one step forward for more of God? Awesome. Okay. I want to pray for all of you. But before we do that, maybe there's some of you, and for you, that first step is having a relationship with God. Maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, this is all new to me. Maybe you came with a friend and and your friend or other people that you know have a, a personal relationship with God and you've never experienced that for yourself. You have a loving Heavenly Father whose arms are open wide and He longs to live out daily life in genuine relationship with you. He has plans and purposes for your lives. He wants to walk out every day with you. I can't imagine trying to fulfill the purpose for, what, for which I was created without a relationship with the Creator. And if you're here tonight and you say, I'm going to take that first step and just start my own personal relationship with God. That is awesome. And I want to pray with you as well. And tonight, if you raised your hand and you said you're willing to take a step, or maybe you want to take that first step of starting a relationship with God, I want you to do something brave. I want you to make a declaration tonight and just stand at your place right where you're at and say to God, I'm in. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to take a step in you. You all raised your hands throughout this place saying, I'm willing. But let's stand and declare that to God as we pray together tonight. First of all, for those of you who are standing saying, my first step is entering a relationship, we're all going to pray together. And there's nothing special about these words, but I want to encourage you to wrap your heart around these words. Pray this from your heart. Let's all pray this together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're my Father, that you love me that you want to have relationship with me, that you sent Jesus to die for me. And today I surrender. I stop trying to live life all on my own. I give my life to you. And I ask you to be Lord of my life. Teach me to walk in relationship with you. Teach me to grow in you. I choose to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, if you're willing to take a further step, I know you are because you raised your hand and you're standing, I want you just to grab the hand of somebody standing close to you. And I want to pray for all of you in this place. And I want you to begin to just pray for the one on your right and one on your left. And I know you're at round tables. And you can't perfectly grab hands, but to the best that you can. (laughs) 
Father, right now, God, we just come before you. And Father, I pray for every woman in this place tonight. God, you know each one so intimately. You know exactly where she's at. You know every detail of her life. And Father, right now, God, I just pray that you would cause her heart to leap, cause each one of us, our hearts to leap with an eagerness and a readiness to respond to you and to dive into your word more fully, more consistently, to become consumed with your word, to devour your word like David did, to cling to your word like he did, to run to your word for wisdom, instruction, and guidance. And Father, I pray that as we press into you and as we open your word, And as we choose to grow in your word, God, I pray that you would meet each one right where she's at, that you would shine your light into her life, that you would bring wisdom, that you would bring answers, you would bring guidance, you would bring everything that each woman here is in need of through your word, because God, your word is alive and it is powerful. Your word has the power to accomplish much in our lives, all that we're in need of. And so, Father, I just pray right now that every one of us would just have a new and a fresh boldness and tenacity on the inside to not be complacent, to not become weary, but to step forward and press into you like never, ever before. Father, I thank you for all that you are going to do in each woman's life, God. Thank you, Father. And God, I thank you that you're not just doing it in our lives for us to hold on to for ourselves, but God, I pray that you would nudge our hearts for who you want us to bring on this journey with you, with you in your word. God, show us who to invite. God, right now, even begin preparing their hearts, God, that they'd be open. Give us boldness to step out of our comfort zones, to allow you to swing a door wide open to shine light in someone else's darkness. God, work in us. Father, I pray that you would also work through us. Have your way in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. Amen.